0: This program is intended for mature audiences only. Altitude Adjustment may contain language, images, or other content that some may find offensive. Your discretion is advised. Welcome to Altitude Adjustment. Good afternoon, I'm Leon Davis, and I'm joined... By Leonard Davis and Warren Harper.
1: Good afternoon. Hello.
0: And uh, you're listening to Altitude Adjustment, the twice a week podcast about people, politics, and professions. And today we are talking about the conflict in Ukraine, and we're loaded for bear. It is Saturday, the January the 29th, 2 p.m. Thank you for joining us. All righty. So Leonard has been raring to go. We've we've had to shut off his microphone a couple of times cause he's just so busy <coughs> talking about Ukraine. So, so hip us to what's going on in the Ukraine.
1: Well, basically what's happening is Boris Yeltsin, oh no, Putin, Putin is threatening to go in and basically uh, take it over. This week he sent out a couple of things one thing was that NATO would not accept Ukraine ever and the United States and the rest of the NATO uh, alliance Alliance said, no, that's not happening. And it was something else he wanted. And they basically told him that's not happening either. And so he definitely, asked for conditions, that I think he knew they wouldn't agree to to give him a justification for going in there with war. And for the people that don't know, Putin was an old KGB person. And the KGB was the Russia, the old Soviet Union's answer to the, uh, uh, I guess the best way to describe them is they were the answer, they were Russia's version of CIA, and once he became in to be president, he trying to get he's trying to get the uh old Soviet Union back. So, cause he's he's already invaded Crimea, he's had a couple other countries get rid of their change their governments to more pro-Russian uh governments and so he's trying to put everything back to to the way it was before <laughs> you know the soviet union went kaput <laughs> under reagan reagan you know reagan pushed them and had them go kaput
0: okay is that is that your take on uh the the conflict in crimea war?
2: Well, yeah, on the surface, uh, he he nailed the big points, but I think there's a lot of uh, underlying details that we just don't get off the news. Because when you look at the news, pretty much all you see is Russia, 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 and all this footage of the tanks and all that. And to be honest with you, I don't even know how current that stuff is. I, I'm wondering if it's some old footage they're, build, they're pulling up and, you know, I, I'm just a little skeptical. But I mean, I think there's an issue over there for sure. So I don't know what's gonna happen. Uh, We've already, uh, you know, we've been out of Afghanistan for what, a couple months. And uh, a lot of people in this country just don't want to deal with um, another overseas conflict when our borders aren't threatened directly. Now the indirect consequences, that's a whole nother subject. So you know, and we're politically divided on that too. So I'm really watching it.
0: <laughs> so I really like that. You brought up, uh, Afghanistan, you know, uh, a lot of times, uh, we have a tendency to just out of sight, out of mind. And, you know, if you don't, uh, inc- if, if you, by not including Afghanistan, it makes it seem that the, um, the Ukraine incident is isolated. That you know the world is a good place, and we now we just have one hot spot. Um, but the reality is that we did just get out of Afghanistan, and so now we're yep. talking about getting into something else again that's not American soil. Yes. Mm-hmm. So, so, what do you guys think should be the the solution to? uh, Ukraine.
2: That's a $64,000 question. I mean, uh-huh. look at the fact that Ukraine has not yet joined NATO and you have to wonder why, uh, so it, that being the fact, it must be a lot more complicated than, than we realize if they join NATO, uh, they get full protection. Uh, everything's covered, right? apparently not because they're not in NATO so why 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 is it so critical to putin putin that that they not be in NATO
1: I think Putin is just looking for an excuse to invade see what they did so we got to invade that uh in the United States basically yeah. We're going to fight for these other nations' sovereign right to determine what they're going to do and not determine what Russia wants them to do. And, you know, you got to look at how our recent guy, you know, how he turned himself over to Putin on everything. (laughs) Because he wants to be... That type of leader.
0: So when you say recent guy, I'm I'm gonna um we're talking take about a, Trump. Okay. <laughs> 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 I didn't I didn't want people people to associate uh, the wrong recent guy. <laughs> right. Okay.
1: We're talking about
0: Trump. So so because we had these conversations before, uh so One of the things that I I think I asked Warren, that I'm going to ask you, Leonard, is what is the solution to the Ukraine conflict? What do you see as a solution?
1: I really don't see one as long as Putin is not willing to step down.
0: So your solution is to to get rid of Putin.
1: I don't see one.
0: Well, not get rid of. I mean, but your solution is, is that until Putin, moves. Mm-hmm. go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead.
1: Yeah, it's just for him to take to be taken out the mix. As long as he's involved, we won't have a solution there.
0: So, Warren, um, you and I, all of us, uh, have had you know conversations before, and what I know of some of your foreign policy is that you think the United States is overextended.
2: Yes, I do.
0: So, so how does that being overextended to you, uh, come into play in this Ukraine situation?
2: Well, I'm looking at the local economy and the things going on right here in America with, um, Conflicts, the political divide, and then putting that up against, you know, going into another war, throwing that in there, I think we're we're just headed down into a, a deeper decline. You know, it's just going to divide us more. Um, we have a huge, huge military budget. I guess when you have a budget that that big, how can you? resist using that money, those weapons. Otherwise it's a waste of money. And so if we go there, are we going to end up going down another to another Vietnam situation? How bad is it going to be? You know, Mm -hmm. they've got nukes. Should the nukes start firing? I mean, we, we really don't know how far it would go. And the thing that, that bothers me a little bit also is the fact that uh, some of the NATO countries have already it off and said they didn't really wanna get involved. So I'm kinda skeptical if it's gonna be a united effort when if the United States goes in, are we gonna be in it by ourselves? Um, do the sanctions work? We, we're threatening them with sanctions. <laughs> already they're talking about the price of gas going up you know, more economic damage. So even either way it goes, it's going to hurt our economy. So long-term, is it worth it? So Leonard, you
0: you know, what is your take on uh, how America is responding to crises uh, around the world? Are we, are we taking on more than we should, you know, should, should we be involved in, in Ukraine?
1: Mm-hmm. I... <coughs> I I have some of the same questions of Warren. Who's the are these sanctions working? Are they making Vladimir Putin uh thinking about things? And we know that like one of the one of the NATO allies was uh, Germany, refused to send Ukraine any weapons. Right. But they they're basically saying if Russia invades Ukraine, Ukraine all of that is off. We're going to stay on the side of NATO. Uh because Germany buys a whole lot of natural gas from Russia.
0: So the so so the global economy is also playing a significant role in how yeah. Uh, nations interact with one another.
2: Absolutely. So, Absolutely.
0: so, so one of the, one of the things that, <clears throat> okay, one of the things that, that I had a question about uh, was <laughs> Moscow, oh, and I meant to look that up. What is, what is, what is the different, the the distance uh, from the border, uh, from from Moscow to the border of Ukraine, when you guys look at, know. when you guys look I that up for me that. real quick,
1: let me, let me pull out my. You it, look it up. Mm-hmm. Well,
0: Warren's on his computer. Oh, okay. The Next distance thing in,
1: you also have to look at is the distance. We're a lot farther away from the Ukraine the Russia
0: is. I get it. I, I know what that, but, but what, so there's another point I want to make, which is why I want to know that distance.
1: Right.
2: Okay. I have a quick answer. Okay. From Moscow to Ukraine in time is 14 hours and seven minutes. Okay. Now, I, I, I don't know if that's a flight or what. I understand, but, but did
0: they, did they have a distance in miles or kilometers?
2: Kilometers, one thousand one hundred sixty-seven kilometers. A thousand
0: kilometers. Okay, so eleven sixty-seven. Thousand kilometers. So I, I was, looking. Um, so, so can you get a distance? Well, that's that's going to be easy. Hold on. Huh? Something happened to your audio, Warren. Warren.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I'm here. Okay. Um, it looks like 683 miles,
0: 600, 600 miles from, from Moscow, the capital of Russia mm-hmm. to the border of Ukraine. Okay. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what's the, can you give me the distance of, um, DC to Texas?
2: Any particular part?
0: Nah, just this from from D.C. to Texas.
1: <laughs>
0: from Washington to Texas is one thousand five hundred forty nine point seven miles.
2: One thousand five hundred forty nine miles.
0: Okay, so from Moscow to Ukraine is 600 and plus miles from DC which is the capital of the United States to Texas is 1000 is 1000 miles wasn't it 1549 1500 miles so Ukraine is closer to the capital of um Russia Russia than say Texas is to D.C. If Roughly a third of the distance. If Texas secedes and decide they don't want to be a democratic state anymore Uh and that they wanted to be um, a communist state and decided to uh, secede from the union and create a um, connection, join a group that included China and Russia what would be the behavior of Americans what what, what how would you see that
2: well when you say Americans you just talking about the average american citizen
0: right, let's let's just go with you do, you individually how would you how would you approach the idea that Texas now becomes um, a communist country because they oh. secede. They, they're they no longer a state. They become right. their own country. Uh-huh. And they determine that they want to be communist and that they want a dictator. Okay. Or they want a system where um, the the person that they select to... Uh, run things has an unfair advantage in any, in in, in any election. Uh So, so how do you see that? uh, You know, what would be your take on that?
2: Wow. That that's an interesting scenario. First of all, I'm looking at it from the viewpoint of all of the citizens in Texas that don't Want to secede? How would we deal with them? Would we still consider them citizens?
0: I understand that, but but I I didn't I, I didn't want to get to that level. Here, here's what I'm trying to do. Okay, I'm trying to get you to see that Ukraine uh-huh. is closer to the capital of Moscow uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh.
0: than Texas is to the capital of the United States
2: sure mm-hmm.
0: if you have a an area that has its own government that is contrary to the government of the country that they're they're bordered on right how would you expect that government to act so Give in the case the of action. russia
2: in so, what respect
0: so in okay so in the case of Russia the United States has already shown a propensity to get someplace and then try to expand their level of influence sure so is it conceivable that the concern that Putin has that the United States will, um, Use Ukraine as an opportunity to further in, include itself in the workings around the Russian area, as as a as a uh, using Ukraine as a base. Wouldn't shouldn't wouldn't that be a, a realistic concern for Putin? Sure, it is. Okay, so so the concern that um, that the Ukraine. Would be a part of NATO is a legitimate concern, isn't it?
2: Yes, it is.
0: Okay, so if that's a consider, if that's a legitimate concern, um, shouldn't we give uh, Putin some respect as far as that goes?
1: Well, how, how did you? He doesn't. how, how does respect. have. No. Huh? How did Putin ask for respect (laughs) ever since he took over in Russia? Mm -hmm. He's been trying to bump up against the U S okay. Everywhere in the world, Mm -hmm. every chance he got. Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Now, when you keep messing with folks, Mm -hmm. they're not going to just give over to you. Okay. They're going to be like, let's take it back. Mm -hmm. And then you gotta, you gotta remember. Russia and the old Soviet Union invaded countries that were in their sphere of influence mm-hmm. <coughs> and took over and messed with like they invaded Poland. Mm-hmm. They invaded uh uh Czechoslovakia. Grenada. They invaded they invaded all these other countries. Mm-hmm. They're they're working on Cuba, mm-hmm. which is ninety miles off our coast. Mm-hmm. You can't do that, and expect that not come back at you. That's okay. going to come back at you.
0: Okay. So 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 <laughs> so now the, the Cuba situation is um, so there's another there's another story behind that. All right. There's another story behind that um, that we can talk about. Um, mm-hmm. because of the United States' efforts to um, install governments when, when er- in the early part of the, the 20th century, United States. Um, okay.
1: <laughs>
0: so the United Kingdom tried to take over the world, to use their, their, their military strength to take over India, to take over uh, you know, other countries, and installed their system of government. Okay, then the United States um, decided that they didn't want to be a part of the that that growth. So they fought back, and yet they've sided with that that type of imperialism, right?
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So, um, so uh, you know. George W. Bush, you know, we're gonna, they're gonna go over to Iran and Iraq, and they're gonna, uh, they're gonna give them um, democracy. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Okay, so so the United States has a image of trying to unseat governments that aren't pro-America. Sure, and install governments. That are pro-America. Mm-hmm. So why is that different in the Ukraine?
1: I'm saying, I'm not saying it's any different.
0: Okay, so if it's this if it's the same,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what should <clears throat> Putin do, Putin do when it comes to Ukraine?
1: He's got a choice to make. Okay. That's strictly up to Putin. He, he's got a choice to make. Uh. Members of the NATO Alliance mm-hmm. and other international governments did. You do this. You go in there. You take them. Mm-hmm. We're going to push economic sanctions against mm-hmm. you. Mm-hmm. And you can do it. Mm-hmm. But understand that there's going to be some tally marks against you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, so he's got to determine... Is this worth me doing
0: this? I'm I'm trying to get you to see what's going on there. So the Ukraine is 600 plus miles from downtown Moscow. Yes. We're sitting halfway around the world trying to ensure That a government that is pro-American stays in the Ukraine six hundred miles from downtown Moscow.
2: Right.
0: The United States Mm -hmm. has a history of in growing its influence anywhere it touches. So what should what should the leader of a country do? about somebody a halfway around the world installing a government 600 and something miles from my capital.
2: You're speaking of the
0: Ukraine, Ukraine, uh, Iran, uh, Tehran, you name it. What should, what should, what realistically would you expect a leader to do with that situation? That's a good
2: question. And that's probably part of the reason why they have hesitated to join NATO, because they don't want to be in that heat, being between stuck between the middle of Russia and the United States. Because if they give in to the United States, then they're going to pretty much be the puppets of the United States and in more opposition with Russia than they want to be. So they're kind of caught in the middle. They they got to either stay neutral or pick a side. And it seems like they really want to stay neutral at this point because they have not joined NATO.
0: Well, they haven't been accepted into NATO yet.
1: Well, they haven't been accepted. But they've been threatened multiple times by Putin saying, if you do that, then you're going to see my troops on your boat inside your country.
0: But is that unreasonable? Is that unreasonable that that's what Putin's saying?
1: I don't... I don't think it's unreasonable.
0: Okay, so it's not unreasonable. Go ahead.
1: But Mm -hmm. at the same time, when you're over here doing things in in, uh, Fidel Castro, uh, Cuba, and you're 90 miles off our off our off the off the thing sure. of our country. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You got to accept that you being Billy Badass is coming at you. Mm-hmm. Ever since Putin been in Russia, mm-hmm. he's tried to bump up against the United States, push up chest, push up things. and you know eventually this is going to play out somewhere. Mm -hmm. It's going to play out somewhere. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And this could be where it plays out because uh, the Ukraine was part of a government that Russia ran Mm -hmm. of a country before, and they didn't like it. They don't want to be there. Mm -hmm. But Putin is going to afford, it looks to me, like Putin is going to force that, no matter what. Okay, you force it, you can go in here and you force it. But is the result of that forced play going to be what you wanted?
0: So, so, so here's a here's a just an I just a a thought exercise. What if we stay out of uh, Ukraine politics? And Russia stays out of Cuba's politics.
1: You can see what happened. That's a negotiating point. Okay. That's something that could be put up for negotiation to stop this uh, possible fight. hmm Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: But, but you, you haven't heard that mentioned anywhere in the news. No, no. Not one and word. And I think
2: that, that's a good comparison because Cuba is in a similar situation. They don't want to be a Russian satellite, and they definitely don't want the United States taking over.
0: Well, uh, recently, the the uh, Cuba and the United States have started, uh, what is it, diplomatic uh yeah. Relations. They've just recently mm-hmm. opened that up. That's become a, an area. Mm-hmm. Well, so who was,
2: who was against it all along though? Wasn't it the U S
0: yeah, that, that was, <laughs> that was uh that was the U S that was, you know, blocking all of that. And, you know, uh but, but there, again, there's a whole series of events and, you know, other influences that caused that behavior. Sure, sure. So I, 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 I guess they didn't have their
2: way, so they played hardball with them.
0: Yeah. So for me, what I had, the question I had was, pardon me. Um. So we're trying to protect the sovereignty of the Ukraine,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and then we want to vilify Russia for pushing back against that, um, our behavior. When, When his behavior is reasonable. Now, I'm not saying all of his behavior is reasonable. I'm not saying everything that he's done is good. I'm saying pushing back against the United States, getting involved in Ukraine is reasonable. Now, the Ukraine becoming part of NATO would mean that the Ukraine, that, um, that, uh, that all of the NATO countries can be mobilized mm-hmm. to protect Ukraine if they become a NATO member.
1: Right. Because that's where the Article 5 of... Of NATO is is basically, if you mess with one, mm-hmm. you mess with the whole group. Mm-hmm. Cause like something I didn't know, till I heard it, you know, heard it on news yesterday. After nine one one, there were some other countries who had airliners flying protection detail over the United States. Mm-hmm. And I, I I never heard of that.
0: Right. So now. Putin's sitting here going, if Ukraine is accepted into NATO, I could wind up having NATO forces 680 miles from my capital. Mm -hmm. Okay. Why would I do that? Why would I allow that to happen?
2: question is how far is he willing to go to stop it
0: i i, I that's. Yeah. i understand that's a question for you i'm saying i'm saying his 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 reticence to it his willing to step up and stand up and say this is not going to happen is mm-hmm. reasonable okay i understand that's- you know you're saying well and so and so I say yes, one of the questions is what is he willing to do? But the other question is what are we willing to do to make it happen? Because <laughs> our because our pushing for Ukraine to be able to be a part of NATO is what's mm-hmm. actually helping to inflame the situation. Is it?
1: I mean, what do you mean is it? Yeah. Okay, hold on. But see what what you haven't by making that statement, what you haven't taken into account is all the things that Putin has done and what he's done. see he don't wanna he wants to go back to an old time where Russia was the Soviet Union okay the world has gotten past that six hundred
0: and eighty miles from his capital. Do you think 90 mi- uh, Cuba is 90 miles off the shore? And what were we willing to do to protect that situation? What were we willing to do? Mm-hmm. They was ready to spin up nukes. Mm-hmm. That was the whole point of the Cuban Missile Crisis. Mm -hmm. So why would he not be willing to stand guard for 90, uh, 680 miles from his capital? Why would he not?
1: I'm not saying I'm not saying he's wrong in doing that. If that's what is involved, Mm -hmm. you know, that's what he's got to do. But as part of Ukraine, there are some pro-Russian separatists there. Okay, that Putin. Giving arms to and stuff, and they pull kinds
0: of huh? Bay of pigs.
1: No, I'm talking about N- I know what you're
0: N- saying. You you you're not saying what I'm saying. The United States, um, in instances where they wanted to overthrow governments, helped separatists, mm-hmm.
1: separatists. Mm-hmm. do
0: things. Right. So this is not this is- a new playbook.
2: Huh? no it's not it's the same game on both sides okay the, way I see
0: it. the I CIA it.
2: was involved in trying to overthrow the Cuban government it's not like they really wanted uh, the u s in there taking over they had to play they had to play between um between both the u s and the Russia just to keep their own sovereignty they both were trying to take over mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and they were able Castro was able to fight both of them all
0: mm hmm Mm-hmm. But that's what it took, right? You know, now we got Syria. There was uh, Gaddafi. You know, there are all these smaller countries mm-hmm. where there is an influence battle by the big boys. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay?
1: Yep.
0: So, so there are things that are going on that are putting pressures mm-hmm. where a country has to act in a more aggressive manner to let another country know we can't have you have that level of influence which is part of the thing that he's that Putin's going on about you need to pull troops back in Europe
1: mm-hmm. oh, because you're having reminded, more influence huh that just reminded me what the other big issue was Mm-hmm. It was all the NATO troops in Eastern Europe mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. right so 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 it's a chess game but you know Putin's behavior can be tied to America's behavior. and America's behavior is tied to China's behavior and Russia's behavior. this is a this is a big match. And what I think tends to happen in our news is we look at the king and the queen, and we don't watch all of the pawns, rooks, and other uh, pieces on the board that impact mm-hmm. the game. And I don't—I call it a game simply because I'm making the chess analogy. This is not a right. game. This is real life. This is you know, um, you know, people can die. But, so basically what I'm saying is, is that there are a lot of other moves and uh, influences Mm -hmm. that go into all of these decisions.
1: Mm -hmm. Well, you know, it's, like you say, it's a whole lot. And then once you make the moves and you, do your plans? You gotta, you gotta figure. Okay, will they come back? Will they come back and retaliate against me? Do I get my way here? uh wh- What am I going to do? <clears throat> and Putin's gotta ask himself all that. If even, you know, he 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 goes out and he withstand America's threatening you know 600 miles away from his his capital
2: well i think he he will with be able to withstand because i don't think that united states really wants to go to a full-fledged war and we know nato the nato countries really don't want a war so how much is the u.s willing to do to um stop Putin from uh, allegedly crossing the borders. Because we don't know if he will or not, it appears that he might, but so then the question becomes, what do we do? Do we go over there and full force and fight them? Risk a, a world war or what?
0: So one of you guys uh, brought up something I thought was really good. Um, and it was something about this, the war budget. We have this magnificent military, and when you spend a whole lot of money on a military, it becomes a shiny object, and you want to get your money's worth out of it. Mm-hmm. You don't. You don't spend that kind of money on a military, and then park it in a parking lot. Exactly. You got to do something with it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I'm Huh?
1: Not necessarily.
0: Okay. Explain to me why.
1: Well, one of the biggest things is when you got a big military like that, you're you're using it to use it as a deterrent. Mm -hmm. You're not always getting it to use the arms. Sometimes it's a a deterrent Mm -hmm. to keep other people from invading you. Hmm. <clears throat>
2: yeah but if you look at history i've listened to a lot of uh, history stories all the empires down through centuries have failed due to over aggression and military expansion trying to go out reach out too far and not taking care of home and they eventually were conquered defeated or dissolved lost power, and the United States is pretty much in a downward spiral right now because if you look at the economy, we have such a huge wealth disparity. We are the wealthiest country in this world, but we have way more people living in poverty than that should be. We're steadily expanding our military, though, and the political division is another issue. The, The country is literally falling apart Yet we have this huge military budget that's not going to save the interior of the country. It's really not.
0: I think that's interesting. I think that's interesting that you pointed that out. Uh, I think a lot of people don't see that. They don't understand that a country usually isn't defeated from the outside. It's defeated from the inside.
2: Right. Right. Mm-hmm. How many of us really know the real numbers in the budget, in the military budget? If you heard, if you were to really see those figures, you'd be going, "What the? Mm-hmm. <laughs> All that? Mm-hmm. These big corporations? We have so many huge mega corporations in the defense industry mm-hmm. that benefit just a handful of people." Mm-hmm.
1: Well, you think about the defense industry It's to your best interest to make the defense people have big budget because you're going to say, well, my, my assets overseas, my assets are two or three different sections of the country. Hey, I need protection. So. You go, you know, you go to, uh, a Navy, uh, battle deployment group and you take them down with you, uh, you know, to get that, to get that top space. Okay did you
2: follow did you uh, really follow martin luther king during his um uh, years as he protested and marched about about a year to the day before he died he did that speech when he was he was on fire against that war in vietnam he was talking about how they send us over there to die and the napalm and the bombs mm-hmm. And then how we came back, the soldiers came back home and were treated and it, it was just inhumane. Mm-hmm. A year later, he was dead, but that's another story. I think he saw the light. I think we need to see the light. Uh, if you look at uh, the brothers and sisters that go there and get shot up and die and come back Maine and can't even get decent housing, can't get the government to take care of their medical issues it's it's insane yet all of that money is going over there for those munitions and those bombs and those planes just so mm-hmm. we can be the big bad boss of the world i mean the empire
1: mm-hmm.
2: it's not really a moral story but we want to rule the world i guess it's not about morality
1: you know it's not <laughs> No, it's not. Just like a lot of the things going on now in our country. It's not about morals. It's about, I want to have authority. I want to take charge. Well, I don't care what I have to do to get there. I just need to get there.
0: And that was one of the things that um, that was an issue for me, is we're striving to spread democracy but we don't even try to practice democracy. Well, I won't say that we don't try. Some of us try, and some of us want to install a leader and force the other half of the country to live under forced rules.
1: Right.
0: So-, yeah, they're, so they're
1: trying
2: to recreate democracy,
0: it seems. Well, they're trying to eliminate well, democracy. I don't well, think that's a yeah, the democracy.
2: They they still want <laughs> democracy or freedom.
1: They don't want to create democracy. They want to eliminate it so they can run it the way they see fit.
0: So now take that and um, we then then tend to uh, try to uh, influence other countries to adopt our way of government. And we've been willing to arm people in societies to be able to do what we want them to do. When we gave um, uh, aid to countries, our our aid has strings Mm -hmm. that were designed to impose our will on people. It wasn't you mean, aid, like, and that was under yeah. Reagan. huh? started under Reagan. I wanted to make sure I, I got that in before you guys started talking. Go ahead. Okay. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. You little.
1: mean like, the strings that the previous guy tried to attach to the Ukraine?
0: Well, that's, I think that's, <laughs> that's <laughs> oh man. He's the gift that keeps on giving, isn't he? <laughs> he's the gift that just keeps on giving um that whole um dirt for ukraine you know dirt for um gifts that was mm-hmm. man that just really was a black eye for democracy that just really was so but anyway you know we I'm not saying so democracy has its strengths and it has its weaknesses and, and it is only as good as the people in in the democracy that try to enforce the democracy. So if if you don't have honorable people attempting to be honorable then the system isn't honorable.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And no matter how many laws and and and, so Warren has on many occasion said, you know, whose whose job is it to go in there and and um, make people do the right thing? And you know, for me, we all have to want to do the right thing. You said it. it we all have to want to do that. We all have to want the system to be fair.
2: But before we can do the right thing, you have to have some sort of agreement on what is the right thing. And that's what we don't have. And here's,
0: and here's what I think. I think we do have an agreement on what is the right thing. What we have is people saying that's not the right thing when they know it is. Because by saying that's not the right thing, then they can go do what they want to do rather than what they know is the right thing to do. Correct. That is that is how I see it. I They haven't sold me on the idea that what they want to do is the right thing. And just because no, they're it's saying- not
2: that It's not that we're saying it's the right thing, but if they have the power to do what they want to do then that's the problem I,
0: I i agree with you i agree with you you know when 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 a guy stands in front of a camera in front of all of society and the world and denies doing and, and does not do the right thing denies a person an opportunity to be on the Supreme Court and then turns around in the next opportunity and does something completely different and and that person is unapologetic, that person doesn't uh, care what other people think, that person doesn't care that it harms the whole republic. How do you then... Save the republic, because you have people that are willing to do that. People willing to get into power and then wield that power uh, for personal benefit. Because I believe that society is going to be better if we do this. When democracy says everybody should get a chance to weigh in. And that the, the the majority of the people get to get to get what they want, but we have rules like the filibuster mm-hmm. that stymies the majority.
2: Right. Mm-hmm. So we have we
0: these have rules? we have these little bitty things, and then we have these big things that are defeating. The, the ability to reach nirvana, or lack of a better term, to reach the best that we can be as, an, as a democracy.
2: Well, is the system broken or is it just full of broken people
1: I like
0: that.
2: Question.
0: I think I like that.
1: Well, I think any way you look at it, the system's broken because the system is the people as well as the ideas as well as everything. So if the people in the system are broken, that's part of the system that's broken too.
0: I can't argue with that. But you can argue both ways on that. You can say that the ideas are meant to be are meant to be uh, implemented by people of integrity, uh-huh. and so therefore the system is fine. And then, if you have people that are, don't have integrity, you can argue, then the system is broken because part of the system is that it needs system it needs people of integrity to operate right. it fairly. So, so I don't know, I don't know if, I think you would be right in both instances there, uh, whichever argument you decide to make.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: So in the end, in the end, do we expect to have integrity and it's just not there? How do we, <laughs> are we confused about
0: what it is? About what integrity is? Yeah. Are I don't we just, think
1: we're confused you had what well, we've had in this country, you had the previous guy who didn't care about integrity. He wanted power. Right. And he's willing to do whatever it takes. Okay? He doesn't care about integrity. He doesn't care about righteousness. He just wants power.
2: Right, but the, the people that voted for him saw that, and they voted for him.
1: And they that means they wanted and it. it. To be that way. That integrity way of, wasn't how,
0: important to them either. Integrity wasn't important to them. How exactly? How if you vote for somebody, if you knowingly vote for somebody that does not have integrity, then integrity is not an important issue for you. Absolutely. And and Leonard Leonard pointed to or we both po- all been pointing to the the recent um person without integrity, but one of Leonard's favorite punching bags was Ronald Reagan. Where was his integrity? Because one of Leonard's favorite stories to tell is is about the tax breaks. Mm -hmm. When I
2: think about that guy, Reagan, I think about where he came from. He was cowboy in the westerns now typically we thought of those guys as men of integrity did we have it wrong or well Spank Cowboy. Oh
0: <laughs> i i think i think i think if you if you take him out of the movies and you make him the man that he is uh-huh okay so a story yeah. so then it becomes about did he have integrity some of the things that he did in his campaign showed a lack of integrity. Okay. You with us, Leonard?
2: Yeah.
0: All right. But so,
2: apparently, they were looking for it.
0: They they were looking
2: for something else.
0: Well, I, I mean, so you, so there's subtle changes. There's subtle things. Usually, change doesn't happen on a grand enough scale where you immediately see it and it's easy to identify.
1: Yeah. Like with what we just had, you know, it started some years back with this, uh, the so-called tea party. people. Mm -hmm. You know, and no matter how many times they showed they were wrong, they kept pushing that. Mm -hmm. So you know, it's not like the people ignored it, and you hear people that fought and burned up. So it was showing that it wasn't worth nothing.
0: Okay, so but but you know, change usually happens in little increments. It's it's a it it's it's one day it's one word and people don't pay attention or people say, Oh, you're being picky about that one word.
1: Mm -hmm. Uh
0: And then that idea continues to grow because nobody wants to be petty about one word. And then it's another word and it's another word. And they're always telling you, you're being petty Uh because they make little changes. And then somewhere down the road, (coughs) Pardon me, somewhere down the road, you look up and you're way off base. <laughs> then you have then you have somebody in office that has zero integrity, that has zero credibility, zero trust, and that person's leading. Because you've allowed those little bitty changes to change the system to become acceptable. At one time, um, a, a, a sex scandal was the end of a political career. It was the end of a political career. That all went away. Because it become, because because there was a good guy or a guy that had appeal that had a okay. sex scandal and then people went. I mean, it was just a sex scandal. Why do we get rid of such a great guy
1: mm-hmm.
0: over a small sex scandal? I mean, you know, if it, it was between him and his wife, let's get out of that.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right? Mm-hmm. So, so so now we move the goalposts a little. Sometimes the goalposts need to be moved. Sometimes we we have to grow. We have to be better. So we have to examine why we're moving the goalposts and how far we're going to move them. But, you know, it's those little bitty insidious changes that can make the system, that can break the system a lot. Yeah. All right. So we're done for today. All right. So don't get up and get excited and start jumping up and down.
1: <laughs>
0: I'm going to ask for last comments from everybody but Warren. <laughs> I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Oh I'm kidding.
2: yeah, My last comments. That's okay. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Warren's a good guy. All right, any last comments? Leonard. Yeah, this
1: yeah. You know, this Russia thing and Putin is just being played again. Different country, different individuals, different year. You'll be hearing some others play. So
0: here we go. Any last comments, Warren?
2: Yeah, I'm, well, I'm just watching the news on a daily basis to see how far this thing <laughs> But I don't think... Um, united states really wants to get into another uh worldwide uh conflict an armed conflict question is how do they stay out of it with um with what they say putin's doing i i question if they're exaggerating the, the situation but what you see on the news they make it look like a real big military threat so how we respond is going to make the difference.
0: So we'll go next week. So I'm going to say, if you've got them, you'll use them. If you've got the huge military and these huge military budgets, you're going to use them. I yeah. think you're going to use them, but on the other side, they can be a deterrent. They can, if you, if your intent is peace, then you will use your military for peace. If your intent is aggression, you will use your military for aggression. So I think it's more about intent than military budget. I want to thank everybody for joining us. We'll be back next week. To uh, that is what is that? They've moved my calendar on this. Windows thing. Jeez. All right. So that'll be Friday, February the 4th, uh, 2 p.m. Saturday. Um, make sure you go out and uh, include, included any links that were important to the podcast. Uh, make sure you like and subscribe. We'd love to have you back. And you can always join us and make your comments. Have a good day, guys.
2: All right. You too. Good day. Take care.
0: That concludes this episode of Altitude Adjustment. And thank you for listening. This podcast is streamed live on YouTube and twitch.tv and is designed for listener interaction. Visit the website, thelionsdenstl.wixsite.com forward slash home to join the discussion. The audio version of Altitude Adjustment is available where you get your podcasts, including stitcher.com, the iTunes store, and the Google Play Music Store to name a few. Remember that the internet is powered by your likes, shares, and comments. So please like, share, and comment on this and other episodes of Altitude Adjustment because it matters. And as always, look out for the other guy because they may not be looking out for you.